and difficulties obstruct the way. Then a prayer can bring forth miracles. When we pray, we accept the impossible. When we pray, God performs great things. When we pray, miracles happen. Hi, church. Wow. I hope you're sitting very comfortable. You're sitting good? Bjorn, it sounds like this. At the front row, it's like, like this. And way beyond, in the back, there's the best seats, like two. You can like a sofa, like... And the rest is cool too, right? In four weeks... Oh, what are you doing? Stick, stick, you love me, huh? In four weeks, we're going back to the mark. Are you happy? I think we're changing our celebration time again. Are you happy? Yeah, a lot of people are happy. Yeah, no, some people are not happy. Okay. Uh, we're starting a brand new series. The topic is Pray and Wonders. And the title is Encircle Your Miracles. And I just thought, why? We just we could start reading a Bible verse together. Should we do that? Yeah, yeah of course. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, let's read this Bible verse in English together. Yeah, come on. One, two, three. Ask and you will give it to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Amazing English is so perfect. I like this Bible. It speaks about signs and miracles. When we believe and we knock at God's doors, He will open the doors and we will receive signs and miracles. I want to talk about miracles this afternoon. There is uh, between the Old and the New Testaments, our 400 years are past. Uh, the Bible doesn't speak a lot about miracles, but in the book of Talmud, there's a special book for all the Hebrew, because in the Bible, for example, says we should lift the Sabbath. Uh, it's a big word, what, what it means on the Sabbath doing nothing. And in the Talmud, explains to you for every single detail what Sabbath actually means, like the action step for a Sabbath. In the Talmud, there is an amazing story. Because 100 years before Jesus came, there was a big drought in Jerusalem. And the people know if, 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 if God not will send rain, we will starve and we will die. And there was one guy, and it's written in the Talmud. His name is Honey. The Honey was a freak. He lived with a stick and he was a cool guy. He was a guy, he had a gift from God praying for rain. And when Honey prayed for rain, all of a sudden it starts to rain. And honey lift up the stick and he said, God in heaven, please send rain. Then he said, Amen. You know what's happened? Nothing. <laughs> Have you ever prayed? Loud, anointed, and then you say, Amen, and nothing happened. Then comes the question, what are you doing? He took the stick and he draw a circle in the ground. Like he encircled the place. He stepped into the circle and said, God, I will be for so long in the circle, God, until it starts rain, raining. And he went on his knees. He lifted up the stick and he started to pray to God. 
Lord of the universe, I swear by your mighty name, I will not move from here until you have shown your mercy to your children. And he is raindrops. And the raindrops are coming. But only three special ones. It was confusing, right? Because raindrop, it's not rain. It's just a form of rain. But honey, he lifted up the stick and said, God! Here I am again! I haven't prayed for such a rain, but for rain that fills pits, ditches, and caves. One raindrop to really crazy rain. Said, no, God, that's not rain. This is too dangerous. This is too crazy. He lifted up the sticks for the third time and he prayed for the third time to God Almighty. I haven't prayed for this kind of rain, but for a rain of your favor, your blessing, and your goodness. All of a sudden, it started to rain, smooth, refreshing, friendly, nice, healthy, strong. The cows liked the rain, the people liked the rain, Jerusalem liked the rain, everybody liked the rain. Thank you, rain. I like the story of honey because he encircled in the ground and said, God, I will not leave the circle until a miracle will take place. I don't know what is your challenge at the moment in your life, maybe financial challenge, maybe a health challenge, maybe a family challenge, I don't know. Maybe you should encircle your area, you step in and say, God, I will not leave the circle until a miracle will take place. I want to read you a Bible verse, and I love this Bible verse because it shows us about the character of God. In Psalms chapter 46, verse 1, God is a refuge of strength and an ever-present help in trouble. In the German Bible, even it's saying God is a God who gives you even more, more than enough, just more, above. Sometimes we just believe that God gives us just what we need. But God is a source. He gives us even more than we ever need. And I like the story about the old, in the Old Testament, the people of God, like two million people, they're on the way to the promised land. Can you imagine for 40 years, you're eating everyday manna bread, bread in the morning, Bread for lunch, bread for dinner, the next day the same, and the same, and the same, and the same. It's the same thing if like you're eating Big Mac every day. Big Mac in the morning, Big Mac, and lunch, Big Mac at night, and all of a sudden you're getting very big. Can you imagine eating all, all the time the same thing? It's boring, right? 
the God we're missing the good piece of meat we love the meat put on a grill and it smells very good please we want to ask you just for for meat and God brings special birds the name of the birds are the quail and so many quail came and I read in the Bible not just one quail for a day in an in a, in a area of 30 kilometer circle more than one meter high they were full of quail with other words God is saying if you're praying for meat I will kill you with meat I don't I do not give you just one quail so I'm gonna give you so much you can swim die in quail and the Bible is saying it took them one half days to pick up all the quail that means two million Israels and everybody has to have filled like 10 pockets, uh, not pockets, 10 baskets of quills. And I calculated, it means 2 million people and 10 uh, baskets gives 20 million baskets, right? Can you imagine 20 million and maybe in every basket fits maybe 10 to 15 quills? That means like a quarter uh, billion quills. Have you ever found, figured out that? This to me like a picture. God gives you more than you ever ask. That's the character of God. So many times you say, oh, I prayed so many times for this and this, but God just gave me what, what I need. God gives you more than you ever ask. That's a character of God. And my question right now is, what kind of miracles do you need in your life? Are you seeking for a breakthrough in your personal life? I like honey. He encircled, he made a circle around, and maybe you have to encircle your, your prayer request to God. The same story is when the people of God has to conquer Jericho, the big, big city of Jericho. This was the biggest skyline they ever saw when they came out from the desert. Oh, whoa, Jericho. I've brought a picture. They had a double wall. They say about three meters thick, maybe eight to 15 meters high. That means even when you walk around, even when you're strong, and I'm strong, but even stronger than me, when you're walking around, there is no way, there's no flipping way how you can conquer Jericho. And here comes the word impossible. The people of God, God stood in front of Jericho and said, God, it's a nice dream. We can encircle it, but still it's impossible. And the story starts with the word impossible. Because so many times, maybe you prayed since three, four years for a breakthrough in your health, a breakthrough in your financial situation, a breakthrough in your ministry, at your workplace, in your family. And all of a sudden comes the word impossible. The word impossible, I don't like the word impossible because impossible means impossible. I believe we have a God on our side. He can do anything. He's capable to do anything, whatever God has plans for us. And now there are two, two numbers. God is saying to them, in six days, walking around every day like once. Why six days walking around? Walking around takes them about maybe half an hour. Walking around six days every day just once. The numbers in the Bible has always, is always a message. The number six means your story, your life process. When they walked around six days, and God is saying, when you're walking around, comes another word, be still. Don't talk, don't think, 
don't tell jokes. Be still. Can you imagine? Be still. No Facebook. No Twitter. No Instagram. No online. No Wi-Fi. Can you imagine life without Wi-Fi? Oh, that's almost impossible. God said, be quiet. And if you're quiet, you have more time to think. Because the battle is going on in your brain, what you think. There's always a battle in our thoughts, how we think about the situation. Because the beast quiet, just think what you're thinking. And in your brain, there is the big battle going on. And the number six means you have to think about your personal life story. Where are you coming from? And even with your story, it's impossible to conquer this wall. And the number six means your life story, what you experience in your life, and you have to think. But on the seventh day, God says, you're walking around seven times around the walls. What does the number seven actually means? I want to read it, what the number seven actually means. The number seven means God's perfection, wealth, and faithfulness of God. Wealth, faithfulness of God, and perfection. The whole deal is like this. If you're walking around on the seventh day, the fourth time, nothing happened. The fifth time, nothing happened. But the sixth time, nothing happened. Do you know when the miracle starts? Not on the sixth round. If you finish the sixth round, if you enter into the seventh round, there is the miracle taking place. God is saying you have to change from your life story what you have experienced into God's faithfulness, God's promise, how God thinks, how God is, how God sees from the sixth to the seventh round. The next step says God blowing the trumpet, proclaim, prophesying, and they blow the trumpet. And the seventh round means God, you're faithful. You're bigger than ever thought. You can do anything and anything is possible. When they blew the trumpet, the wall's falling down. Do you have the picture? Six means your life story. What you think about your life story. But the seventh day, the seventh round means God is faithful. He can do signs and miracles in your personal life. My question is to you, how do you think? Is God faithful? Is God almighty? Can, go, can do God anything? Or you say, oh, so many times... I prayed for a breakthrough. So many times I believed. So many times I fast to God. And even in my small group, even in my ministry, I believed. But I tell you something, I've walking around so many times. And all of a sudden the word impossible and all the doubts in your brain come straight in your brain. And also new life story, it's blocking you for the miracles of God. From the sixth to the seventh round is a big difference. You have to let go your life experiences and you have to trust and believe and walk on the promises of God because God is faithful and he will never change his name. God is, God will, and he always will be. I like that. When Jesus told the story, also in Jericho, Bartimaeus, he was blind, he was a beggar. Jesus asked the blind Bartimaeus, what do you want? 
What should I do for you? Have you ever thought about the story? He is a beggar and he's blind. That means Jesus sees that he's blind. I think maybe Jesus is blind. Why is Jesus asking this question? Because so many times people, they're praying for a house. But praying for a house, it's a big word. What kind of house? A blue house, a villa, a house with a swimming pool, with one room, with 10 rooms, with 15 years, uh, 15 rooms. What kind of a job? You want to have a job? You're working from Monday to Friday or from Thursday to Sunday? What kind of a job? God is asking you, what kind of a job do you want? What kind of a woman do you want? What kind of a husband do you want? What kind of a house do you want? Make it really specific. What do you want? I want to have a house. Yes, but what kind of house? What kind of a woman? Red hair, blue hair, green hair. Of course, the hair you can change. That's a cool thing. You can color it. But be specific. That's my point number one. Define your Jericho. Be specific. What is your Jericho in your life? Maybe if you're sick, then your Jericho is the word healing. If you have a family and your kids are not following Jesus Christ, then your word is um, salvation. If you're going through a hard time in your family, in your relationship, your word is reconciliation. If you have no job, no money, your word is provision. What is the word of Jericho in your life? Sometimes it's maybe a number. God gives you a number of a city, a village where you should live or move. Maybe it could be also a color. Many, many years ago, my wife and me, we, 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 looked, we looked for a house. And I tell you, it's so complicated to buy a house in Switzerland because there are not so many houses and sometimes they are too expensive and whatever. And we seeked for a house, but for more than two years, we were not able to find any house. And I will never forget, I said to God, God, you know, we seeked for a house and it's very complicated. Can you do it a miracle for us? And then that night... A lady in our church had a dream. She dreamt that my wife, she's really pregnant like this. And my wife, she was really pregnant like this. And on the hand was another boy. And I was standing there and we walked to a blue house. And she said, I have a picture that God will give you a blue house. But your wife is pregnant. You have already a child and you're standing next to your family. And we looked for a blue house. To all the entire city of Zurich, we found six blue houses. But one day, a family from our church said, hey, in our neighborhood, there's a the house. They will sell the house. Do you are interested? Say, of course. We drove there, and when we stood in front of the house, it was a blue house. And I checked my wife. Her belly was like this. <laughs> and next to her was a child and me. We greeted this guy, asked, what is the price? He said, okay, you have to go down with the price. We agree. We shake ten and I bought the house like this. That's what I mean. Sometimes you have to define your Jericho. What kind of a house? And you know why we didn't get a house? Because I never said to God, I want to have a house with a basketball court, with a soccer field. And I don't want to be a house by myself. I want to live in an in a, in a, in a area where, where, where a lot of houses are. This is exactly where we're living right now. It's a basketball court, a soccer game, and soccer field, and a lot of people living there. Be specific about your request to God Almighty. 
The second point is, pray up a storm for your Jericho. Pray up like a storm for your Jericho. Because so many times we're giving up after six rounds and we're tired and we're frustrated and we need the Spirit of God that we are people of God. We trust in the promises of God. We are not living by what we see, by what we experienced. We believe and we stand on the Word of God. That's for me so important. It's nothing to do about feelings. It's about the fact and the truth that God is on our side. I want to tell you an amazing story. When I, when I read this story, I started to cry. And I have to be honest, I'm a Swiss guy and Swiss people, Swiss men, we only cry if it's really necessary. I would say, I, I let the crying for the, for the people in South America, they are good criers. But we Swiss people, we're solid, you know. But about this story, I start to cry, I have to be honest. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an amazing story about a young girl in, from America. Her name is Wilma Rudolph. She grew up and when she was about six years old, her left leg was deformed. And the doctor said to her, Wilma, I have to be honest, you will never be able to walk. Your whole life you'll be handicapped. Sorry, that's a fact. I, I want to be straight. That's the fact. The mom, she was a believer. And she said to God, I know the doctor does a good job. The doctor will not lie, that's just fact. But I believe that from the fact, you can turn fact into a miracle. And every morning, Wilma, Rudolf's mom, she prayed to God, God, I pray right now that you heal the left leg of my daughter, that she will walk, and she will one day run faster than the wind ever can blow. When Wilhelm was nine years old, she got like so leg bruises. bruises. She was able to walk a little bit. And that was the moment where a lot of people say, praise the Lord, you see that? She's able to walk just a little bit. But Wilma Rudolph's mom said, God, that's not enough for me. I pray that my daughter will walk and she will be faster than the wind can ever blow. This is what I believe. I don't want to give up. I pray like a storm for a miracle, for a breakthrough. When Wilma was 12 years old, she was able to walk without any crunches. And Wilma, Rudolf's mom, said to God, God, sorry, walking, it's not enough. I didn't ask you for a miracle for walking. I asked you, God, for a miracle that my daughter will walk faster than the wind can blow. When Wilma was 16 years old, she ran for the U.S. team at the Olympic Games for America. And she won in the speed of, 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 of uh, speed the first gold medal for the USA team. This is the picture. <laughs> Rud Rudolf's mom prayed 16 years. You know how 16 years means? 16 years walking around your Jericho, the walls, it's impossible. The doctor said you will never ever walk, you will never ever run. She prayed 16 flipping years. I counted because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I love counting. I counted 16 years. You know how long are 16 years? I counted. 16 years are 16 years. Just count it. I'm a very smart pastor. Oh. Have you ever prayed in your life 16 years for a breakthrough? Have you ever prayed 16 years for a child? That your mom or father got saved? 
The most people are giving up in the sixth round, sixth round, fifth round. 16 years means 16 years. God, I will not give up. I don't care about the fact. I don't care about the feeling. I don't care what the doctor is saying. I don't... I don't care what is the situation. I believe. I stand on the word of God. I believe in the promises. I stay and believe in the promise of God. That's why we believers, we believe on the word of God. If you think this story, it's over from Willem. No, it was just the beginning. Let's see a video. What's happened four years later in Rome, Italy, at Olympic Games in Rome. Amazing, come on. It's an amazing story. Amazing. In Rome, she won three gold medals for the US team. She was 20 years old. And when I heard this story, I realized for me, it's important. We have a dream, we have a vision in our lives. Maybe we have some obstacles in our lives, but she prayed for more than 16 years. That means we should have a spirit. We will not give up. We hold on on the promises of God until we see a miracle. Look, the same thing is same thing is for us as a church. Since 19 years, we're moving from building to building. We're like a gypsy church. Of course, people say, you know, the cool thing is we're depending on the Holy Spirit and Jesus. I mean, of course, for the most people, they walk in the celebration, you're walking out, you're attending a small group. For you, it's perfect. But for those people, they're running the church, they're setting up the stage, the light and everything. After 19 years, we are so fed up. We're so, we so tired. From We're going now from four celebrations to five celebrations. It's really, really, really tough. The cool thing is we had a dream. We had a vision from God. We said, God, we want to be in a building where the world, the world and the church are meeting together. We don't want to be in a, in a building like in a corner of the city, like in the suburbs. We want to be in a downtown. We want to be in a well-known building where people say, ah, oh, we know this building. Ah, oh, well, ISAF is there too. That means we have a good reputation in terms of locations building. We had a lot, many opportunities to buy uh, like some, some buildings. Like a follow except like the grocery store of Aldi. This is a German one. I said, I don't want to go into Aldi. I'm a Swiss guy. I stand for quality. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, 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 Swiss people, we do not go for cheap. We're going for quality. <laughs> no, just kidding. I like, I like Aldi. It's, it's very close where we live. Um, 
Nothing, nothing against the Germans. They're, 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 they're very cool people normally. No, they're very cool people. But we had many, many opportunities, but we never, we never said yes. And now let's suddenly we, we, we announced you where we're going. I want to show you some pictures for those people you have not been here last Sunday. We're going to the event park. It's an amazing building. It's about 3,000 seats, 5,000 standing seats, places. It's one of the biggest uh, buildings. It, it's built in the area of Zurich. This will be it's a big, big thing. It's located at the, at the Hope Street. Yeah. It's at the Hope Street. That's for me the coolest thing. The building is nice, but the Hope Street, that's 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 amazing. Yes, come on, church. And it's located by the train station Stedbach. This is one of the biggest train stations in the area of Zurich. And we have a double uh, garage. That means if you have a car, you can drive into the church. You always fall over you, your legs and you're already in the church. It's amazing. It costs about 4.9 million Swiss francs. And the cool thing is for me like this, for more than 19 years, we just walked around. For us was the building always a big, big challenge. It was always impossible. It's, the impossible thing is to find land, a piece of land. Where do you find land? It's very difficult, actually. We're not, we're not like in Africa or in America where you have plenty of land, where Obama says, yeah, you can have it. Here in Switzerland, buying land is it's important, it's very expensive, and usually it's not so easy to find a piece of land. And if you're coming, hey, we are a church, can you, can you sell the land? What? You're a church? No. And this is a miracle right now what's happened. And I believe if God has given us this building, he will also be the one who provides that in the end we have more than 4.9 million Swiss money. I believe it. God is what God orders, he will pay as well. This is what I believe. But this building is a message for you. That means we haven't given up the last 19 years. No, we had a dream. We had a picture it was clear, specific, what we want. And we walked around the walls of Jericho. And the reasons why we get this building is because we didn't give up. And I want to go into the last point, and I like this last point too. Give thanks for your Jericho miracles. In Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. And I want to read this Bible verse. And in this Bible verse, there's one small, tiny little word. It makes a big difference. Now the gates of Jericho were securely burned because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with the kings and the fighting men. Here is one small, tiny, little word. Theologically, makes a huge difference. Here's the word, have. Have. I have. God didn't say to Joshua, I will give Jericho into your hands. When you walk, then I will give. The text says something different. The text says to Joshua, even before you make the first round, even before you walk around Jericho, even before you have done anything, even before you were quiet, I have already given the city into your hands you know what this means 
That means the moment I pray for a house, for a breakthrough, for a healing, for a spouse, for a child, for a job, for a company, for a ministry. Even before I do that, God says, not I will give you the house. I will give you the job. I will give you more money. I have already given you. You understand what I mean? That means when we walk around our Jerichos, our miracles, we pray, thank you, Jesus, in advance that you are the one. You will give me a house. You will give me a wife. You will give me a husband. You will give me some child. You will give me healing. You will give me response. I just proclaim that right now. You know what's happened? You are becoming a worshiper. You're praising Jesus in advance because faith means I do not see it with my eyes, but in my spirit, I know, I feel that the breakthrough, the miracles, the provision will come to a breakthrough in my life. This is how miracles happen in your lives. Can you give God a big hand? You're so quiet. This is a statement. This is a fact. Faith means I do not walk what I see. Forget your feelings. Feelings are just feelings like a roller coaster. Feelings are roller coasters, especially for some people. Forget the feelings. Oh, I don't feel it. Oh, I don't feel it. It's facts. Praise God in advance. The moment I pray, God is saying to you, I have already given you the breakthrough and the miracle. This is what I love about this message. Faith, belief means I will not walk what I see. But in my spirit, I see the promised land. I see our building coming. I see a breakthrough financially in my terms of healing, my family, my ministry, and my small group.